step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Welcome to the program. Thank you ever so much. Welcome to the program. My name is Willie Lawson, and um, it is Sunday evening, and um, I, I... I apologize for not getting with you on Saturday evening, but I worked nine hours at my other gig and was standing most of the time, and my knee was just not having it. You guys know who you've been listening for a while. I've had a um, some problem with my knee. I have you know some people get have ACL injuries or MCL or PCL. I've got an OLD injury to my left knee, and. Um, I just had to get off of it. I was in such discomfort last night when I came home uh, late, about 11 or so. I was like, oh, there's no way. There's no way I can do anything. Uh, and I just put some ice on it and went to bed. I had trouble lifting my leg up into the bed. It was just it was the saddest dang on thing you've ever seen. Uh, my wife yelled back from the living room, are you okay? And I was like, no. <laughs> I'm such a baby. I'm not good with pain. You know, I'm not the guy who's going to tough it out. I'm like, you know, give me drugs. Give me drugs. I don't want to experience pain. Um, but anyway, so I was in absolutely no condition to do this last night. And we've got a lot to do tomorrow. My wife's on vacation. Um, so we're going to do the Deb and Will, I mean, excuse me, Real Talk with Deb and Will tomorrow morning and um, do some vlogging outside. I've got a call to make to IRS. Tomorrow, so I've got a I got a full day, and then I have to work. So this is you know, if you are again, you you want to do podcasting, you want to do this stuff. Let me tell you, you have to do it when you do it, and if at eleven forty two on a Sunday evening is when you can sit down and do your forty five minutes or your hour or your hour and a half or whatever it is that's when you do it. You may catch your interviews if you do interviews at some time other than that, but you know what? You just got to do it when you do, when you do it. I came home from church today, and I went. To, I took a nap, and I didn't actually get up until like 8. Um, and came out, sat with my wife, and we talked, and prepared for next. I mean, our show tomorrow, and um, just had some time together, and had dinner. I just, I just had dinner, and I had an orange for dessert, that's right, an orange for dessert. Probably going to have another cup of coffee before I head to bed. So so now you have the entire landscape of what I've been up to. I just wanted to talk about, I know, and it gets old. For, and I'm, I'm, I'm going to tell you, it gets old for me too. Talking about Donald Trump all the damn time just gets old. When I wasn't working on Saturdays, and I did last Saturday because I didn't work, when I'm contributing or contributing, contributing, that's the English way of saying it, on um, the Porch Talk radio program on WTMP 1150 here in the Tampa area with my friend Eddie Adams Jr., we try not, even as Republicans and conservatives on the radio, we try not to talk about Donald Trump. 
because it's just low-hanging fruit. You say Trump did something good, people call and say, no, he didn't, la, 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 la. Uh, if you say, uh, you on the show and say Trump did something we don't like, then you get calls saying, well, you never Trumper, blah, 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 blah. See, we try to tell y'all, and then you get, we try to tell y'all that Trump was blah, blah, blah. It's low-hanging fruit. It's like talking about abortion on the internet. It's just low-hanging fruit. It doesn't take people much, um, excuse me, uh, much thought in any of these subjects. So I don't like to talk about Donald Trump a lot, but I got to talk about Donald Trump now because Donald Trump apparently, and I didn't see it. Why? Because I was working. <laughs> I have a job. I got two jobs and um, responsibilities at church. So I did not see the tweet. It said something um, that was disparaging about Elijah Cummings. Now, Elijah Cummings is a state, is a, excuse me, U.S. rep, <clears throat> excuse me, um, from Baltimore. Now, what you have to know is, I think you have to know that Baltimore is a crap hole, right? Right? You know, and if, if, if you say it isn't, I'm going to hit you with some truth tonight, pretty much saying that it is. So I, I mean, you just have to, you just have to understand. There it is. Here is what the president said about Elijah Cummings. He said in his tweet eight hours ago. If racist Elijah Cummings would focus more on more of his energy on helping the good people of his district and Baltimore itself, perhaps progress could be made in fixing the mess that he has helped to create over many years of incompetent leadership. His radical, quote, oversight is a joke. That was the last one. Now, 15 hours ago, uh, Elijah Cummings has... Say Elijah Cummings has had his chance to address, excuse me, to address it, crime and conditions in Baltimore for decades, and he has gotten, he hasn't gotten it done. How can it? How can he get it done when he just wants to use his oversight committee to hurt innocent people and divide our country? So he said something negative about Elijah Cummings. So sad, Elijah Cummings has been able to do so little for the people of Baltimore. Statistically, Baltimore ranks last in almost every major category. Cummings has done nothing but milk Baltimore dry. But the public is getting wise to the bad job he's been doing. So this is the president's Twitter storm about um, Elijah Cummings. Now, there was a, uh, a tweet by Ryan um, Sandriva basically saying that um, nothing's happened there, you know, what, through eight years of Barack Obama. And um, the president tagged Representative Cummings um, on the tweet and said, your district. Representative Cummings, why don't you focus on your district? And there's some, some, some video of some pretty crappy places 
that looks like a third world country. Trash everywhere. I mean, he just he just goes after Cummings. Uh, basically, Elijah Cummings spends all his time trying to hurt innocent people through, quote, oversight. He does nothing for his very poor, very dangerous, and very badly run district. There you go. Uh, because Terrence, Terrence Williams, you know, who's a black conservative on Twitter, um, did a, um, a video and put it up. So this is <laughs> this Twitter storm. Uh, the president's got a bee in his bonnet about this stuff. Now, here's the here's the um, the part that bothers me about the backlash of black people being upset about the president saying something negative about Elijah Cummings and his district. Black folks have known about this. You know, it's funny. Maybe white folks don't know, but black folks, especially who lived in Baltimore or New York or East St. Louis or Oakland or, you know, districts in um, in San Francisco, either run by Nancy Pelosi or, or Maxine Waters, have known about this for years and years and years and years and years. It's the way that things have been. And they just keep getting reelected because they have the money and everybody, is, everybody else is, is scared of them. So this is, so this is a deal. I don't know if white people are just are just learning this stuff, and I think that that may be it. I, I had a talk with a um, a gentleman that I respect last Saturday at the radio station, and I think that that's the deal. And and what Trump is doing is doing something that a white president hasn't done in a, in a while. If I could be racial for a second, is saying these things out loud. Is actually saying these things out loud, and pointing the finger at people who the people who have been in charge of these districts for decades decades not i mean and and through the decade almost decade of Barack Obama so and now the, the they're following their white overlords in labeling Donald Trump as racist by simply telling the truth so let's let's talk a little bit about i won't keep you long but let's talk a little bit about Baltimore if you don't know much about Baltimore, let's let's learn a little bit about Baltimore. Um, here we go. I'm going to um, go back to here. Now we now we think about Baltimore and Freddie Gray, but let's learn a little bit about about Baltimore. Um, and this is from the uh, the archive of the attention.com uh, website attn colon uh, or attn.com website. Let's talk about Baltimore. 84% of Baltimore public school students are poor enough to qualify for free or reduced lunch. According to the Baltimore City Public School website, 84% of students are eligible for free or reduced lunch. On Tuesday, following the riots, schools were closed. Remember the riots uh, were closed, which sparked the concern in the community because so many of the kids depend on school for food. The Baltimore lunch, excuse me, the hashtag Baltimore lunch movement tried to fill the gap by feeding students. And this is from the Department of Agriculture. Baltimore teenagers feel worse about their circumstances than their peers in places like New Delhi and Ibadan, Nigeria. Both two third world cities, third world cities really. Now, that may be, and I'm going to read the rest of this, but that may be because of what they see. 
here here in the states you see and actually probably not far from where these kids live in baltimore um you see some some fairly wealthy things and then you go back home and see what you see so maybe you do feel worse about um your circumstances in in 2014, John, John Hopkins University, which it is located in Baltimore, conducted a well-being of adolescents in vulnerable environment studies. The study researchers interviewed 2,400 teens ages 15 to 19 in New Delhi, Johannesburg, Shanghai, Ibadan, Nigeria, and Baltimore. The study found that teens in Johannesburg and Baltimore felt the worst about their current situation. It's worth noting that in, in spite of the location in a high-income country, the Baltimore neighborhood has some of the lowest ratings, the study read. In contrast, Ibadan, which, the high, which has, excuse me, with its high rating, is located in a lower middle-income country with substantially fewer resources. The surprising similar levels of social, social capital across the sites underscores how the structural constraints of urban poverty and exclusion from the mainstream global economy can have a similar impact on the social resources that young people depend on as sources of resilience across a diverse set of vulnerable environments, the study continued. The Hopkins study also found that 50% of young women in Baltimore reported a pregnancy. Did you hear that? Half of the young women, 15 to 19, that they talked to, of the 2,400 kids, reported a pregnancy. In terms of overall health, teens from Baltimore and Johannesburg appeared to experience the most severe health consequences with high rates of mental health problems, substance abuse, sexual experience, and pregnancy, and sexual violence. This is Baltimore. This is Elijah Cummings District. This is Elijah Cummings District with his oversight committee, and this is with eight, at least eight years of Barack Obama pumping money into Baltimore. Third, almost a quarter of Baltimore residents live below the poverty line. Poverty rates have long plagued Baltimore. The, the time period between 1970 and 2010 was tracked by the City Reports Lost in Place study. Our dashboard for Baltimore shows that the number of high-poverty neighborhoods in Baltimore increased from 38 in 1970 to 55 in 2010, City, City Reports writes. And high-poverty neighborhoods have hemorrhaged population. Only one census tract in Baltimore saw its poverty rate fall from above 30% in 1970 to less than 15% in 2010. Only one. In every other way, the, the poverty rate in Baltimore has increased. In 2010 to 2013, the U.S. Census report found that 23.8% of the population live under the poverty line. And according to city data, in 2009, 29.4% of children were living below the poverty line. This is in spite of number four. Baltimore is one of the top cities to receive food stamps. A Business Insider article listed Baltimore as one of the top cities to rely on SNAP, S-N-A-P, which is food stamps. Supplemental Nutrition something program. Uh, according to the U.S. Census data between 2007 and, and 9, 
uh, in the city itself, excluding Baltimore County, 24% of residents were using SNAP benefits and 42% of children were on. Damn near half the kids are getting food benefits or getting food benefits combined with free and reduced lunch. 84% of the children are on free, free and reduced lunch. This is Baltimore. Baltimore is a damn third world country. Now, you could be from there, and you could like it, and there could be nice parts of Baltimore. There could be. I believe that there probably are. In Freddie, in Freddie Gray's neighborhood, remember Freddie Gray? Freddie Gray was the guy who got arrested and put in a van, and then when he got taken out of the police van, he was dead. Broken neck, something happened in the van. Um, in Freddie Gray's neighborhood... 51.8% of the residents are un- were unemployed between 2008 and 2012, the first four years of the Obama administration, and the median income was $24,006 per year. Freddie Gray, a 25-year-old man whose death in police custody was triggered with the unrest that was in Sandtown, Winchester, in Baltimore, a February... A February 2015 report from the Justice Policy Institute points out that the high levels of poverty and unemployment in the area. Between 2008 and 2012, 51.8% of those ages 16 and 64 were unemployed. More than half the people between the ages of 16 and 64 were unemployed. The median income for the same years was $24,006 that which is under the federal poverty level for a family of four. In addition to the high poverty levels, one-third of the buildings in this area are vacant. So we're talking about a place where there's a bunch of abandoned buildings. And what we know what abandoned buildings do. Abandoned buildings draw crime. On top of the 50% of people unemployed between 2000. Uh, 2012 crime is out of control alright let's go number 6 yes it continues it's crazy ain't it we're almost done with this uh, between the years of, of 1950 and, 19, and 1995 the city which used to be a hub for the steel industry lost more than 100,000 manufacturing jobs as a lot of cities did in the steel belt as Angelo points out in his Twitter essay, the loss of manufacturing jobs has a major impact on the city that Think Progress explains that Baltimore had never really recovered from. Between the years of 1950 and 1995, the city, which used to be a hub for the steel industry, again lost 100,000 manufacturing jobs. Think, po- think Progress, now this is not some conservative think tank, this is just the opposite. Think Progress reports that overall, Baltimore has a 8.4% unemployment rate, but that number is higher for black males. Yeah. And this was, I'm going to see if I can get back to the year for that, because you're you're going to ask me. 1995. This is it, but what I'm saying is, Elijah Cummings. And let's look at Elijah Cummings. How long has Elijah Cummings been in office? Because this is what's important. And this is what we see all the time 
in these communities. That's why I am a member and a state director of Urban Game Changers, and our primary fo focus is holding elected officials accountable as well as ourselves. Elijah Cummings, who is 68 years old, born on January 18th, 1951. Let's see, how long has he been in office? Can I see? Is it going to show me? Offices held chair of the, the House Oversight Committee since 2019. He just got that committee because of the, the switchover. Been a, rep, a representative from Maryland's 7th District since 1996. Since 1996. So that's a, that's a while, right? That's a while to get stuff done. And, and eight of those years, he had Barack Obama in the White House. Now, a lot of people remember... Anyway, I remember anyway. Maybe some of y'all don't remember. But when Barack Obama was elected, a lot of people, a lot of black people especially, but this was this was this was God's hand on America. That Barack Obama was going to be able to to solve all the problems of all the black people in America ever. Right? No, I know I'm not wrong. Now you can you can like it or not like it, but that's the truth. And a lot of people voted for Barack Obama just because he was black and said so. I voted him for I didn't have any idea who he was. I didn't have any idea what he said. He was black, so I voted for him. Because we were under the delusion and the delusion that if there's a black president, then black people will do better. There is no evidence of that. As a matter of fact, there is no evidence that having a black person who is in charge of a black district, quote, end quote, that district will do better. He is he has been he has been the only representative since nineteen ninety six. Which I find I find in general, regardless of party, regardless of race, that's always a problem. When you've got somebody who's been in the same office for that amount of time, that is as 23 years. I'm sorry. Elijah Cummings has no excuse. Elijah Cummings has no excuse for not having that district be better. None. Absolutely none. But Elijah Cummings is one of those people is who is formidable in that district. You dare not forget Republican. Screw that. If you are a Democrat, you dare not run against the machine that is Elijah Cummings. He is very well connected. And his people who support him can make your life very difficult. You dare not run against him. 
you dare not challenge him. He has been in office there for 23 years. That's two decades, at least two decades, for those of you who went to public school. For some people, it's a generation. And nothing has happened in Baltimore. Baltimore is still a crap hole. It just is. It's sad, it's awful, it's terrible, but it is. Baltimore is what it is. Baltimore ranks among the worst cities in the U.S. for jobs. Ex-Baltimore principal charged with theft of school, Baltimore uh, school dollars. Where do they go? I mean, there's, there's corruption everywhere. It's terrible. This is from citydata.com. City, city Residents with below poverty income level in 2016. It's 2016. Baltimore, 21.9%. The entire state of Maryland, only 9.7%. Residents with income below 50, excuse me, below 50% of poverty, poverty level in 2016. The entire state, only 4.6. Baltimore, 10.4. Poverty rate among disabled males. Disabled males. Now, these aren't people who necessarily just have like one leg. <laughs> okay. We're talking about disabled, meaning there are a lot of people with, with mental issues, depression and the like that are mixed into this number. I want you all to know. In the state, 11.8% disabled males. Baltimore, 24.5% disabled males. Only almost a quarter in this in this calculation, a quarter of the males in Baltimore have some sort of are disabled in some sort of way. The disability rate in this city among poor males is 24 25.7% among male residents who are not classified as poor. In Baltimore, 33.2, entire state, only 29.0. The poverty rate among disabled females, and it means the same kind of thing. Disabled means, of course, if you're missing a limb or if, you're, if you've got cerebral palsy or some, some, you know, something up to and including depression is now disabling. And if you've had depression, you know it is disabling, right? Um. Uh, in Maryland, 15.6% of females have, are disabled in some way. In Baltimore, 28.8, almost 30%. So you've got a dysfunctional place to start with. You've got a dysfunctional place to start with. Renting rate in the city among poor and not poor residents. How much renting is going on? In um, the state entirely in Maryland, we're talking about 41.9% of people in Maryland are renters. In Baltimore, 77.2% are renters, which means that there are nobody nobody owning property, right? Breakdown of poor male residents in Baltimore. You guys have got to get these numbers because the, the numbers always tell the truth. There's a mirror of what's happening. No matter... And you know what? They are completely unspinnable. They are what they are. 
I won't I won't say them all, but I'll I'll, I'll hit the highlights. Thirty and, and this goes along with the things we just talked about. Thirty three point six percent of males in Baltimore that are that are poor below the poverty level are under five years old. Thirty five percent or five are five year old. So sixty percent. So it goes along with the number of kids who are going to school and needing free or reduced lunch. They that that's going together. Let's look at at, at teenagers. Twenty 24.5% are poor males between the 18 years, excuse me, the ages of 18 and 24. Those that's the I'm out of high school, I'm looking for a job, but we but we know about the poverty levels and the unemployment levels. So that number makes sense. And I want to put this together because these numbers make sense together. These numbers make sense. Um, 55 to 64, 24.3% are below the poverty rate. That makes sense. And it's similar in females. Breakdown of poor residents within races in in Baltimore. Let's see. <sighs> poor people. Twenty six point eight percent of the poor people are black. Of, of black people, twenty almost more than twenty five percent of them are poor in Baltimore. Now thirty nine, almost forty percent of quote the American Indian. I'm wondering how many, quote, American Indians there are, but okay. Let's see here. Breakdown of poor residents within races in Baltimore in absolute numbers. White, 19,177. Black, 99,716. Real numbers. And as I thought, American Indian to 700. American people who are qualifying in Baltimore as American Indian. Um, and Native Hawaiians, 98. 100,000 black people. Yeah. Now, this is a, uh, um, a district that the Honorable Elijah Cummings, the the person that all, all, all these black people and all these liberals are running to his defense on Twitter and the like about. Because Donald Trump brought it up that maybe that if Elijah Cummings would spend more time worrying about his district and advocating for his district and representing his district for the past 23 years, things may be better there. Maybe things would be better. But obviously they're not. And if you and it isn't just and I, I got to say out loud, it isn't just Elijah Cummings fault, because in that 23 years, there have been many city council, aldermen, um, whatever form of government, they, mayors, county commissioners that have allowed what happened in Baltimore to continue to happen. And here's something else that I'm sick of. Uh, I'm sick of, of of people in the steel belt saying, you know what, the steel or the or the auto, auto industry belt, like in Flint, Michigan, and some other places. Uh, now Flint is, you know, got its own set of problems with water or whatever. But what I'm tired of hearing is, well, 
the the automotive industry went away or the steel industry went away but sh- the, the auto the steel industry went, went went away 50 years ago what the hell have you been doing since then and they didn't all pack up and leave on a Tuesday at three o'clock without any warning what were you doing what you do before and what have you what have you been doing now what have you been doing for the past 50 years to make up the difference. You knew it was coming. You knew it had happened. What'd you do for the next 23 years, Elijah Cummings? What'd you do for the next 50, 50 plus years? All the mayors, all the city council people, all the, all the governors of Maryland. What did you do? Why is it the way it is now? And it's not Donald Trump's fault. And I can only hold Elijah Cummins, Cummins uh, responsible for the last 23 years. What'd you do? Why are these numbers the way they are? And I know that the left likes to say, well, this is all Donald Trump, Donald Trump for, for, for bringing this up. And actually holding Elijah Cummings' feet to the fire. And this is, and I've seen some black conservative Twitter and Instagram blow up too. Um, there's a, a, a gentleman that I follow on Instagram that you should follow too. And I'm going to make sure that I get right to his, his, his post here. It's pretty long. Grits, G-R-I-T-Z underscore N underscore gunpowder. G-U-N-P-O-W-D-A. Let's see. He gets a little bit graphic, and so sometimes I can't read all of it because my pastor, pastor's wife <laughs> listens to the program, so i got to be pretty straight-laced most of the time. Before Donald, Donald J. Trump took the helm and, uh, and the White House for eight years, I've watched black people dance as if they won the lottery when Bathhouse Barry placed his hand on the Koran and promised to fundamentally change this nation. I remember black folks felt as if God himself had manifested his divine power and put the first black president in the captaincy to steer the ship of America. When he was president, our unemployment numbers doubled, mass shootings hit levels never seen in this country. We watched as he bowed to Islamic royalty and gave billions to countries that screamed death to America on a daily basis. We watched the creation of ISIS, Black Lives Matter, We've seen bailouts for banks and companies that gave to his campaign. But what we didn't see was a bail for Americans, specifically black Americans. Fast forward to to today. Black unemployment is at the lowest numbers ever seen in American history. Black women, black women businesses up 400 percent and still rising along with a plethora of things geared for and directly to black people in this country. But as it stands today, many blacks are living uh, mentally as if it's 1864 is the order of the day and slaves are forbidden to read or write. The, quote, plantation workers, end quote, have yet to process their free from bondage. They are free from bondage and can move past the the Democrat uh, masters and, and their teachings. They have been freed 
they've been freed racism since birth and the very same masters they they believe have the best interests don't realize that these people need them to focus on impeaching Trump so to replace them with people who actually hate them as well for being Americans it's sad how foolish and childlike most of my people have actually have become and actually hate those trying excuse me trying to help their situation Unbelievable. Almost, that's not, not exactly what you said, but I got it. Um, they attacked any other black person who does not think like them, but worship those who re, uh, relive the victim cycle minute after minute. The Dems did a serious job on my people. And that's the post um, with grit, from Grits and Gunpowder. Uh, you want to follow, follow that brother on, 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 um, on Instagram. Because it's a whole bunch of hard truth. Just a whole bunch of hard truth. That a lot of people are, are frankly are not interested in because it's tough. There are bitter pills to swallow. I, I appreciate Chris and Gunpowder. Um, for his, um, his forthrightness. Anyway, that's what we're talking about today. Again, thank you again for coming to the program. If you want to get a hold of me uh, in particular, please give me an, send me an email at wls860 at gmail.com. That's wls860 at gmail.com. Please let me know where you heard the program, whether you heard it on on Google Podcasts or Blog Talk Radio or, or Spreaker or Spotify, wherever you, wherever you happen to hear it. I'd love to hear that um, on whatever platform and wherever you are in the world. That would be awesome. All right. Again, and if you're also interested in joining us on in, in Urban Game Changers, go to urbangamechangers.com, urbangamechangers.com, and join us and let us know what part of the country you live in, and one of our executive directors will be getting, getting a hold of you uh, right away to get you plugged in, to get you rocking. All right, until we see you again, go out there and learn something, love somebody, and for goodness sakes, please, please, take care of yourself. We'll see you when we see you. Bye-bye now. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.